1: Welcome in to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast. We're on Podbean, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel, all the latest Heat content, also the latest NBA content, and content from the other teams in town as well. And FiveReasonsSports.com, we cover everything there too, and we don't have a paywall. Also, Check out the great sponsors of the five Reason sports network. As we come out of this COVID period, your company may start going to trade shows and you may need a trade show exhibit, but you need help to get going again. So maybe your marketing team is not fully back yet. You need a one-stop shop trade shows. You got to go to everything trade shows. That's everythingtradeshows.com. They'll handle everything for you. The logistics, the booth, the graphics, the furniture, the flooring, even some tips to get you noticed. They can teach you the difference between renting and buying and what makes the most sense for you. Here's the thing. They're located right here in Fort Lauderdale, but they can service all 50 States. So schedule a free consultation. That's right. A free consultation, mention five reasons you get a free booth rendering as well that's right mention five reasons you get a free booth rendering everythingtradeshows.com here's the phone number 954-791-8882 that's 954-791-8882 and now
2: tonight's episode
3: one two three four five on the floor Welcome to five on the floor, a daily show on the Miami heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Silvander, part of the five reasons sports network.
1: All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Here's today's floor plan. This is episode five after the Pat Riley press conference. We've gotten a lot of content out of this. We did the overview with sort of the general direction of the team. We got into Bam Adebayo, whether or not he could be a takeover player. Then we touched on Tyler Hero, whether or not he's a player that Pat Riley would hold on to for the long term. And then the last episode, we talked about Jimmy Butler and the pros and cons of the Max extension. Now we're going to tackle two players at once because there was one question asked about both of them. I've got Greg Sylvander and I've got. Our guy, Alex Toledo, who you can follow at Tropical Blanket. The two players are Kendrick Nunn and Duncan Robinson. The Heat's two premier restricted free agents, so they will be restricted free agents if they if they extend a qualifying offer. Two guys that he kind of picked up off sort of the NBA street. Uh, Duncan Robinson uh, plucked out of Michigan as an undrafted free agent player that they sought after. I believe, actually, our, our Greg Sylvander called that in advance. They developed Duncan Robinson into one of the elite shooters in the entire league, and Kendrick Nunn, who was picked off of the Golden State G League team on the last day of the season a couple of years ago after cutting Rodney Magruder and Kendrick Mount ended up becoming a starter for this team. Of course, some ups and downs, uh, but he did have some good moments this year. So here's the question to Pat Riley, and we will address it afterwards.
0: And one other thing, um, obviously, restricted free agency gives you guys a better chance to keep your own free agents. I guess what's your view of Duncan and Kendrick's situation as, as they enter this summer, You know, looking really for the first big contracts of their career? and just their development in their first two years uh, with you guys.
3: Well, both of those players have performed at a very high level and they've really helped us, you know, I mean, if you think about it, uh, you know, K nine, you know, he averages 15 a game, he shoots 38% from three, you know, he's, he's a guy that can probe the defense. He can get to the basket. He can raise on threes. He can raise on floaters on runners. Uh, he's a hell of an offensive player. He's not really a playmaker uh, from that standpoint or, or somebody who's, who's, who's just, okay, this is a point guard. He's going to run offense and score, uh, but he's a hell of a player. Uh, Duncan could be considered the top shooter in the NBA. So um, I applaud both of these guys for coming in with you know just very little reputation, no guarantees, and winning their jobs, winning their spots, and winning their time. Uh, they've had their ups and downs, but uh, young players will. But we, we like both of them, and we'll see what happens with them when it comes uh, you know, to the market.
1: All right, so Pat Riley answers in a complimentary way about both guys but makes no commitments. Uh, let's address the two situations uh, separately first, if we can. Uh, Duncan Robinson specifically is a guy who we know that Eric Spolster values tremendously. I'm not saying he doesn't value Kendrick Nunn because he's, he's always talked up Nunn. Although there's always sort of been someone else to kind of take Nunn's place. It reminds me a little bit of the Mario Chalmers situation, you know, where it's like, yeah, we love Rio. We love Rio, but Oh, Carlos Arroyo. Oh, Mike Bibby. Oh, there's always somebody else. Right. And then it always went back to Rio because the other guys didn't work out.
0: A great parallel.
1: Right. It, it does seem a little bit similar in that, in that sense. Um, but Duncan, we know that, that obviously Eric built his whole offense around him. Okay. Uh, Eric called him one of the great shooters on the planet when we didn't think he was going to make the team. So there has been belief here in him from the very beginning. I, I don't get the sense uh, that Riley is quite there. <laughs> And that's from conversations the entire year. Not to say he doesn't value Duncan, but not to the level that Spolster does. Uh, Maybe it's a little bit more of an old-school mentality, uh, the type of player you're looking for as a complementary player where Eric would value a shooter. Pat might value a different kind of player in that spot. But, but Greg, let's get into, uh, again, we're going to talk about them separately and together. Let's pivot to the economics, I guess, first. Um, What does it mean in terms of retaining them both?
0: Well, the, the good news is, is, if they want to retain them, they can. That's the short answer. They, uh, the way that they structured both of their contracts. It's so funny. I was so fired up when Rodney McGruder got cut for Kendrick Nunn. And now it's turning out that it, it was a very smart move. And the way that they um, have these guys locked up as I believe they're called early bird free agents. Um, they're able to extend a qualifying offer of 4.7 million. Um, uh, it's a basically a cap hold for those guys. And when they do so, they then can match any offer. So they essentially can go out and onto the free agent market, find an offer they like, sign, you know, an offer sheet, the heat can match, or you can forego that entire process and resign with the team as well. So um, there's also this scenario where they could, pull the qualifying offers, and then each would only carry a $1.7 million cap hold. That's if they wanted to maximize their cap space, but it would really be the most unlikely of scenarios for them to do that with both players. I could see maybe Kendrick to your point earlier, because I just don't know. I think Spolstra, this is a scenario where he will pound the table for Duncan Robinson and the scouts will too.
1: So there's one thing to say you can keep them both. And there's another thing to say you should keep them both. Uh, Alex, you've been pretty clear on the fact that Duncan Robinson is pretty much a must keep player. And maybe that Kendrick Nunn is not. Um, Is there anything about the market or pricing or anything else along those lines or what it looks like the heat might be able to get if they don't keep one of these guys that could change your mind. In other words, if it looks like there's a couple of pretty good shooters that spring free, maybe Duncan Robinson, you don't need to pay that kind of premium. Or maybe, you know, if Kendrick, if it just doesn't look like there's any scoring out there on the market, like perimeter scoring out on the market, that maybe Kendrick not is a player that you need to keep, particularly if you're not keeping all the depot, is there anything that could change your view of it?
2: Well, really, it's just kind of like, we know the situation's going to be fluid and that's really like the, the, the best way to summarize it. But, It just depends, right? Because we don't really know exactly how it's going to pan out, specifically, you know, timeline-wise, right? It's like we know – we have an idea of the type of guys they're going to go after. You know, it's the worst-kept secret that they really like Lowry. Lowry really likes them. It's like a couple that needs to hook up already and everybody's waiting for it. So uh, we'll see if they bring him back after that just because it seems like it could get a little bit dicey given that the backcourt can get a little bit packed. I I still think they can – Like, it's a little bit tough, though, because when you try to think about it, right, let's say they would add another point guard that you plan to start over him. You're going to the only way that bringing Kendrick back makes sense is if you don't bring back Goron, Right. Or else it's just going to it's just going to be a really weird backcourt rotation. Maybe you go small a little more. You know, there's ways to work around it, but it gets a little bit awkward there, especially if you're going to pay this guy a good amount for the next few years. It's just kind of an awkward decision to make. So I think it just feels like Kendrick is the odd man out. Uh, and I'm not even saying, like, I, I would be surprised if he's back because I wouldn't be. But like I said, that's if some things just don't pan out with some of the guys that they're going after. I, I do think that uh, they can upgrade from him, but I also don't think that he's somebody that isn't worth bringing back. Like, he is—he was their second-best shooter all season, right? And all of their shooting team-wise went down except him and Duncan. So exactly the two guys that we're talking about, and then the Duncan situation is was one like I would be more reluctant to let him go, like you said, but it, it would have to be a situation where it's like you're bringing in multiple pieces or one, you know, you know whale, whale, you know what I'm saying? Like where it feels like you have to let Duncan go. So most of the time, I'm just matching whatever contract I would like to forego it and just kind of, if I were them, just negotiate their own prices with it, not because I think that the market could get a little bit tough for them to match it, it with some of these teams out there but I think you pretty much painted it right I think it's Duncan I'm more reluctant to let go of and Kendrick it would be cool to bring him back uh, but if uh, one team offers him a lot I think he's he's going to be the odd man out so if
1: okay if, if they can retain them Greg like it's just a question of I mean it's not a salary cap mechanics issue it's It's how deep ultimately maybe you get into the luxury tax. It's, it's how, yeah, it's, it's how much you want to commit, you know, a year or two from now to one of these guys when maybe you want to go another direction. Although we know sometimes the bigger the contract, the better off you are because that contract can be flipped or help you, you know, you know, acquire a player of, of a higher number, um, you know, when teams are over the cap. Uh, But, but give in that context, is there like a drop den point with the money? Like, you know, like if they're basically going to say to both of these guys, I don't think they're going to say it to Duncan, by the way. I think they're going to say it to Kendrick. But if they're going to say to both of these guys, go find your market and come back, okay, to us. What is the price? Because the Tyler Johnson contract is instructive here. I mean, there, there was a poison pill, essentially, that was thrown into that thing, which we hadn't seen before, which basically put the money at the back end the last two years of it on its face i know it seems ridiculous now that tyler johnson's basically making the minimum for brooklyn but on his face at the time the level of player tyler was that tyler not hero but johnson you know as sort of a combo guard who was kind of a 6th 7th man could start for you uh, was a developmental project for them, much like these two guys was guy they really liked. He, he didn't perform well at Portsmouth. They were hopeful he wouldn't perform well, so they could kind of they could they could grab him. Adam Simon, Chet Cameron was a guy that they identified. Um, they liked his toughness. He was a heat type player. And and on in that context, four years for 50, which I think is what it was, was not that bad. The, but the problem was the last two years of the deal. is where it is where it ballooned. Right. And so they could afford it, but it looked bad at the end. Like what is the number where it looks bad enough or the luxury tax number, uh, becomes an issue where you, where you don't, you don't want to do it. Like, is it 18 million a year for Duncan? Is it 20 million a year? Is it 15 million a year for Kendrick? What are the numbers?
0: Uh, These are great questions. I, I, I think the, the one thing about just saying blanket statement they can keep these guys if they want to keep them there are some ramifications to that like if they want to pull off signing trade deals they're going to be facing a hard cap and that number they are not going to be able to go over no matter what so that is inclusive of these type of situations they have to factor all that in um for kendrick nun to me uh i would say um maybe something slightly above the mid-level exception is where i'm kind of leaning personally Mm -hmm. like 11 million something like that like i I am not going to break the bank 15 is not even something i would be considering and i mean it's kind of weird because both of these guys are starters so it's like it's your starting backcourt we're talking about and usually you would be i feel like you'd have a little bit more of a connection to try to get these guys back but with kendrick I'm not looking to spend a lot of money there. If I'm the heat Duncan, it's a different story. I think that they're going to be comfortable if it comes in around 16. I think Mm -hmm. if the market is set on him, it's more like 19. And I think they're going to do everything they can so that he does not go out and get an offer.
1: Uh, Let's start with Kendrick. Uh, Let me give you some numbers here. Three years, 45, Alex, what do you say?
2: Yeah, you, you you set me up for me to home run here. You already know I'm going no on that. And like I said, you know, I wouldn't mind bringing him back. I just think he, it's given the context of the team, what we know their holes are. The guys, like I said, we know they're going to go after where they can upgrade. I almost think it, it really does seem like he's going to be the odd man out again. Everything kind of – I feel like the more we talk about it, the more it just kind of points to it. Because although he was useful for them and and, and – was a plus for the most part as a starter in both seasons like the stuff that we talk about as their biggest holes are at his position right and like although he's a good fill-in starter and was their second best or second most reliable shooter and that's not all he does but you know just to put it there and give him the credit i just think it would be a little bit disappointing for a lot of heat fans if if he's back because that means you didn't get bigger in the backcourt even if you do bring on somebody like Lowry, i think some people are almost like okay try to get bigger at multiple positions even if you're not bringing in a second big that you want to play with bam it's like you want to add a little bit more size if you're bringing kendrick back you're almost committing to playing smaller because Mm -hmm. we know that they're most likely going to add another guard so they're going to have Mm -hmm. to play small to make it work so i just think you know i i I agree with leif as far as the price ranges and even the mid-level I would be hesitant because of everything I'm talking about, not even necessarily because of his scale level.
1: I'm going to throw a curveball at to two of you, a topic I didn't tell you before the show we're going to talk about. Because I. the more that you guys discuss this, the more that we need to talk about somebody else. Uh, and we're going to do that here in a second. Before we do, I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That's the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. If you've been hurt in a car accident or slip and fall, you got to call the law offices of Seltzer Mayburg at 855-5000-LAW. That's 855 855- 5,000 law go to onecalllegal.com you mentioned five reasons you get a free consultation. They got 24-7 availability. They'll make sure you work directly with an attorney to get you the compensation that you deserve. Based right here in North Miami, right before the Golden Glade, you can see uh, the funky signs they got on the building, the big white building there, uh, the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. And again, they handle everything else too, immigration, divorce, defense, uh, whatever it is that you need. You can reach out to them. they are even doing sports law now there at the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. So go to onecallegal.com. That's O-N-E, calllegal.com, 855-5000-LAW. All right, guys. Goran Dragic. I knew um, this is
0: where we were going. Let's yep. do it.
1: Because, yep. because here's the thing. You know, if we're gonna talk about none, right? Uh, I don't even know if Pat was asked about Goran at the press conference. Was he? I don't um, remember a specific question. Because when we were, we were, when I was looking through that presser, decide what topics we were gonna talk about. No, I don't that, think Goran was really mentioned. I don't and, think he was mentioned, and and I think we have to because. If what you're talking about, Alex, is this you're saying, okay, if they bring back none as a starter, that's going to be a disappointment because they didn't get somebody else, but they could bring Kendrick nun back as a sixth man. Okay. Or as a seventh man, potentially he's got experience playing with hero. So they could do that. If Goron's not back.
2: Right. Who do you think Jimmy prefers?
1: I know who Jimmy prefers. I understand that. But let me ask you this question. Oh, it's, a good,
2: it's a good question, though.
1: Oh, but, but, but let me ask you this question. If, uh, okay, if you go get Jimmy's guy, if you go get Lowry, and the cost of that is, okay, the direction of the team, it doesn't make sense. We've talked about the Lowry-Dragic fit before. I did the research on this. They played together in Houston. They actually had, they were okay in limited minutes together. I don't know if it's something you'd want to do consistently, although yeah. you know so, right so right and we talked about the fact that if, if Lowry's going to be here he's going to close games which means that Goran probably isn't so Lowry's presence makes Goran ascent, as a basketball player not as Jimmy's friend or as a franchise icon at this point or everything else but as a basketball player less valuable to the heat his skill set becomes less valuable in which case can't you see if you're, we're talking about unsentimental Pat here, which I think we're getting closer to that from what we had sentimental Pat last off season. Can't you see Pat making a decision and saying, I don't know if Goran's going to ask for, for North of 10 million this year, do wouldn't we rather give that to the 26 year old? Yeah. I mean, years will be
0: a factor, but you're on to something 100%. And uh, I'll tell you why I think that there is something to be said for that they gave in the balloon payment. And like, there's some good faith in that measure that uh, if it comes down to a business decision now, I think that they can in good conscience go to him and say, look, like, it's just, we, we paid you and we, we, we adore you, but it's just not gonna work out. But to your point, if Goran looked like here's a tell if they pick up his team option and then they're going to move him, like let's just hypothetically say that somehow that's the the way that they go to acquire Kyle Lowry and sign and trade. Then maybe Kendrick Nunn does make sense to come back. If Goren was, you know, exited out of the process that way, but I think years will make uh, a difference. I think like if a team with cap space comes at Kendrick Nunn, And offers a four-year deal. I don't think that Miami's signing up for long-term contracts. I really don't. Um, And then just one other thing I'm going to throw in here at you guys, because it relates to all these players, is that the Heat can't get in a situation where all they have on the roster is Jimmy Bam and Kyle Lowry at really, really high numbers and then nothing else. Because then, like, let's say Bradley Beal becomes available. You have nothing to package and trade for him. You don't have contracts to match. You maybe had to like sacrifice an asset to get Toronto to play nice in your sign and trade. So it gets Definitely a little dicey. So, so so there's just things here that need to be thought about. And I think you're on to something with that. The sentimental stuff with Goran is likely over.
1: And, and the thing about it too, when we talked about Pat and he talked about core players, Jimmy and Bam, Jimmy and Bam, Jimmy and Bam threw in hero. And he was asked about, it was never asked about Goran. Now, now, he said the one thing he did say about Goran. Now that I remembered, he said, I would do the Goran Dragic trade again. Well, of course he would. I mean, we all would. Okay. That was but, him
0: defending his draft picks. Right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Trading the two draft picks for Goran Dragic goes down as one of the better trades in Miami Heat history. Nobody's arguing that. We're just saying from here. Okay. Now, I've reported many times that Jimmy Butler says he's. Doesn't want Goran Dragic going anywhere for as long as he's with the Heat. But if if Jimmy's signing a four-year extension, there is going to come a point where Goran Dragic is no longer playing with Jimmy Butler. Anyway, like, right? We so, can't have all of Jimmy's guys. Like that's just not a way to operate. Right? They didn't even right. do that well, with LeBron. Right? We talked about this on the last pod. So I, I guess Alex, and we'll close here before we do PrizePix.com. Use that code five. Um, I actually won a little tonight. I'm stunned, uh, but use the code five and you, and play the power, play the flex play, pair the NBA together with MLB or whatever, uh, and, and play because everybody's having a great time playing, uh, especially under on playoff P yeah, well, I I've been I I played Paul George the other night, and I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I you know on, sometimes so, so, sometimes you just go against the grain, um, and I I I went against Jokic on his MVP night because I I there's a history of MVPs not playing well on their MVP night. That didn't work out well for me either. Uh, but let's just close here, Alex. I mean Goran Dragic, like what is the number? Like I I mean. Is it mid-level? Is that too much? Is it is it the years? Is it if he says I want two three years at this point? I took the one year deal now, they give me the two years. Like what makes sense?
2: It's a really really tricky question.
1: The biannual.
2: <laughs> what was that, Leif? The biannual exception. <laughs> Are you whispering biannual exception? Okay, what is that number by the way?
0: Like three point six. I don't have the guts to say it much louder than I did.
2: I, love, <laughs> I like that. I like the biannual for sure. Uh, now, look, in, in Ethan's scenario, if you're talking about something north of 10 mil and you're talking about committing the mid level to Goron, it's really tough, man. It's really tough. Like, I would, everything in me says that he's going to be back next season. That, you know, with what how, how this season went and everything that happened, it, it doesn't feel like that's the way to end it with Goron's heat tenure. It feels like he'll get at least one more shot. You know, with a team that really has a chance at contending with a regular season and enough and a real summer to, you know, to regain some health there. But really, it's like the, the part that I get a little bit confused about and I'm airing it out here just because I, this should probably also get cleared up when we're discussing uh, the offseason is. Let's say in a scenario where they get Kyle Lowry, they use up all their cap space. What happens to the mid level then? Because that's where I keep getting confused.
0: Th- then they would no longer have the non taxpayer mid level. They would have the room exception and the mm-hmm. room exception exception. Instead of nine point seven million, it's like four point seven. They like cut it in half essentially. So if you operate with cap space, you don't get the full
2: mid level. You get they're not going to operate with. I, 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 well, right, Warren or right. Kendrick, one of them is going to be gone this summer. It right. feels Correct. like almost undoubtedly.
1: No, I agree. And the other thing, and we, we will do a whole episode on this because I know that Alex, you and Adam got into this on full court press. Uh, they're going to operate, I believe, as as an above the cap team. I, I don't see them operating as a room team. I, I just don't think I don't think it makes sense. I, I, those contracts and they
2: operate as an above the cap team without opting into Goran, by the way, since we're talking about him. No. Yes. Oh, they can.
0: Yeah, because Goren's cap hold like all those oh, cap right. holds. Right. You just keep right. Ariza and right. Iggy and all of their cap holds, and then you're staying above the cap until you figure out what you want to do.
1: That, that, that's right. I we look. We need a whole other episode for that. I, we we will. We're just we're gonna break all that down.
2: I I'm I, glad we got into it though because it's it connects to what we're talking about. I understand. That's the conclusion One of them is gonna be gone, pretty much, right?
1: Yes, I think we can draw the conclusion that one of them is going to be gone, and let's save the math for the next episode. I, want to, I, I want to break down, I want to, I want to break down all of the math together, uh, and, and then I'm sure I'll get a call from the Heat saying I was wrong. So let's, let's at least we're, gonna, we're going to take our best stab at it in the in find the, Albert in an upcoming. That's a great question. I don't know where Albert is. I hope Albert is well. I will just say that because uh, he has not. You know, I found Albert. I'm the first person to put him on the air. Um, and, uh, I don't know what, I don't know. He hasn't tweeted in uh, what six months. So for those who are, who are looking for him, but anyway, uh, Alex Salido, I hope he's well, uh, Greg Sylvander, uh, check out our sponsors, pricepicks.com. Use the code five Seltzer Mayberg law firm mentioned five reasons for a free consultation. And of course, everythingtradeshows.com mentioned five reasons for a free booth rendering. We will be back on Sunday planned topic. We're going to take a look at all of the depressed assets around the NBA. Which acquisition would hurt you the most or the least? Uh, we're going to look at guys like John Wall, Porzingis. Uh, Kyle Kuzma was mentioned by Trilly today. Uh, the we're down gonna, we're gonna, bad episode. We're going we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna to look at some of those names. Reclamation Projects. Uh, it ain't Giannis. That's going to be the name of the episode. Have a good night.
3: Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile